Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is the Rise Up Sea Red podcast, all about the Arizona Cardinals and the NFL, featuring insider and outsider perspectives. Enjoy the best hour of Cardinals talk on the web. Now here are your hosts, Jess Root and Seth Cox. Progress. Hello, Arizona Cardinals fans, and welcome to the latest edition of the Rise Up Seared Podcast. I'm your host, Jess Root from CardsWire.com, the USA Today NFL Wire site, covering the Arizona Cardinals, and it's still not with Seth Cox, as I am working through my opponent preview shows. The Cardinals have 14 opponents in 2023 for their 17 games. I'm putting together 14 uh, short shows where we talk to either one of the managing editors or contributor to our sister site, NFL Wire sites, that covering the teams that the Cardinals face. This show, it's going unnamed because I don't know what order they're going to be released in, but th- this show is, f- is featuring uh, the Washington Commanders, whom the Cardinals face on the road in their season opener. And my guest is Brian Manning, who runs Commander's Wire over there, our sister site, a, a site that's had two name changes <laughs> since <laughs> since I started. I, I've been on the on the wire since 2016 when it started Redskins Wire, then Washington Football Wire, and now Commander's Wire, and, and so they we just keep changing the URL for everyone. So how how you been, man? I'm good, Jess. Thanks for having me on. And, and you know some of these some of these uh, shows have been with guys who I've excited to talk about. Yeah, and, and I've talked to a few guys. I've been doing this for years. Brian is one of the relatively newer additions to the wire. How long have you been on? It's been in the last yearish. Uh, um, actually, started in twenty twenty. Oh, in the twenty twenty. Yeah. Okay. So that's just proof that Cardinals and, and, and Cardinals in Washington don't play very often. <laughs> <laughs> the the last time I remember the Cardinals in Washington play was, I mean, I, I, there may be a game. Just lost game there. since, but the the Adrian Peterson game. Ah, yeah, it was. So, oh um, gosh, it was in Arizona. It was early in the season. Yeah, yeah. And I believe Jay Gruden was still the coach. Jeez. So twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen. That's the last game I remember. There may be one since, but neither team has been very good, so nope. they're kind of forgettable. Well, and, and and in fairness, because we haven't seen the the NFC West, uh, the NFC East in a minute, um, it means that we you, 
we've either been better or worse than one another. <laughs> <laughs> so well, this year we're playing the entire division. Uh, I just wrapped up my last place because the Cardinals obviously were in last place this last season. Uh, so we got to play the last place games, got to play the Bears, got to play the Falcons, got to play the Texans. But let, let's talk Washington, who is, you know, there is, there's been turmoil in terms, in terms of organizational turmoil, uh, things within the organization, bad behavior. That's been going on for years, but it looks like things are finally coming around. But I don't want to focus on that. I don't. I, I want to talk the football stuff. I don't like the nonsense stuff. So, what happened last season? It was it was a classic Ron Rivera year where his team hangs around five hundred. When he was in the end of South, that one you're eight eight and one. Um, how would you characterize last season? Was it meeting expectations, falling short of expectations, wildly better than what was hoped? That NFC East is always interesting because everyone seems to be at least moderately competent at some level. Last season started out um, very disappointing, but when they traded for Carson Wentz last March, I knew I, I kind of went into the season expecting to be bad. Um, then Taylor Heineke came in, and Washington fans, its um, I'm sure you go through this, um, Washington has a very toxic fan base. It's, um, I mean, it's always um, a lot of losing. will do that to you over the years, but and a, um, what it is, a lot of losing after a legacy of winning. And I think that's kind of what the problem is. The Cardinals don't nearly have Cardinals fans are kind of toxic, but we're just we didn't. I mean, we just don't have the winning history. Yeah, Washington has that. It's just so far long ago that yeah. like. Um, you know, a lot of these newer fans don't even know of them as winners. But last season, when Heineke came in, he got you excited. You knew his limitations, but half the fan base loved him, half the fan base hated him. The fan base couldn't just enjoy the winning. They had to complain how they won. It was never about, hey, you know, this is some fun stuff. Oh, he can't keep it up. No, he can't keep it up. Up, but the defense is a really good unit. There's talent at the skill positions, and and he had just this moxie about him. Instead of everybody just enjoying it, everybody complained. Everybody hates Ron Rivera, and and I think the thing with Ron Rivera, he's a very he's an average coach, great leader, average coach, and you know what you're going to get. He's Jeff Fisher. I mean, really, <laughs> yes, he is he is the D Jeff Fisher of of this <laughs> decade for sure. Uh, absolutely, and. And the fans hate him, and the guy's been dealt a bad hand. I mean, he took over a horrible situation with the, the Snyder, Bruce Allen, all that junk, and all the his culture, sexual harassment, name changes. The guy's been dealt a bad hand, but the problem is he is over the football operations. So a lot of the bad trades, those free agent signings and all that has been his fault. But the positive is they've drafted well, and, and they've gotten some really good talent on both sides of the ball but i would say last year finished eight eight and one what sticks in the minds of washington fans is that there's two giants games washington i mean this is not coming from a perspective of oh you 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 cover washington so you're going to say washington's better washington was the much more talented team than new york last year new york's caught up this year some but last year washington had a better overall talent you know on the roster tied him once and lost the second game in the second game Brian Robinson Jr. ran the ball all over the Giants. The offensive coordinator calls 12 runs to Brian Robinson, and he falls in love with just throwing the ball. It, it was just – that's why he got <laughs> fired, one of the reasons. And they, they win that game. 
They're nine seven and they're nine seven and one. They're in the playoffs. So you know, and then they go and, and then Wentz comes back in the lineup against the Browns, and 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 he's Carson Wentz. So it's, so it's two horrible interceptions on the first two possessions. Horrible. So it's just the typical life of a Washington fan. It's, it's how I would call it the December January stretch, and then. You had that fun beatdown of the Cowboys in Week 18, but you know it just kind of didn't matter at that point. But right, yeah, it did get you the 500, and it is satisfying to beat the Cowboys. And like we, st- like fans like me, still remember our NFC East days. Um, so any win over the Cowboys is a good win. So <laughs> yeah. the, the the Neil Lomax days. And the- yeah. Yeah, now that was the very, very beginning. I, I actually, I remember the name Neil Lomax, but even even as old as I am, the card, like Neil Lomax predates me. My my first experience was actually after his injury with Harry Hogaboom and then Joe Bugle taking over as head coach when he was the hot. We love we lo- we love Joe oh, Bugle. yes. I mean, he, he's, he's yeah. still adored in Washington. Yeah. And he was yeah. he was garbage of a head coach. He was fun. Um, actually, he actually was. He, no, that's not true. They got nearly there. They were on the precipice of like playoffs, and then they fired him for Buddy Ryan, and that was a disaster. So, yeah. Uh, any bright spots then for for the for Washington last night? He almost did it again for the Commanders. Oh, bright spots, and what were the biggest disappointments? Obviously, Carson Wentz's performance was disappointing, but I suppose you were waiting for that. But What were the highlights yeah. and lowlights in terms of what, what was the performance last season? The highlights I would call Terry McLaurin, um, star, and I don't care what anybody's metrics say. He's a top-ten receiver, and I think that's the end of the debate. Other other bright spots were um, three of the defensive linemen, um, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, two of the top-ten defensive tackles. I don't care what other sites say either they're they're I mean you gotta watch I mean they're amazing and Allen's actually the better player and Payne is is a pro bowler too and they're just amazing and then Montez Sweat came on last year um I'm expecting a big year from him he had a good year just he doesn't put up like 12 four sacks but he puts up eight nine sacks he's really good against the run he just misses some sacks and that's what's taking him from you know getting getting to the next level and then there's safety Cameron Curl uh Kendall Fuller cornerback some good players um Offensively, the offensive line uh, last year, disappointing-wise, was horrible. I I would argue that it was the worst offensive line of football last year, and I'm not sure how much better that they've got new starters. I'm not sure how much better they're going to be this year. Um, And then, obviously, uh, Chase Young was disappointing last year, but not really his fault last year. I mean, he missed 13 games, uh, came back late, and I thought he looked explosive. Um but the whole Chase Young era has been a disappointment thus far. The the whole season before his injury, the twenty twenty one season before he got hurt in week ten, it was just a was just one and a half sacks. And Washington fans felt like they were fed a lie as far as his generational talent. And actually, uh, you know, just still waiting on that one. And as far as the 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 Ron Rivera era, we talked about that. He. I think fans are waiting to turn the page on that one, but I think some fans are a little hard on Rivera, but he they could upgrade the head coach position, I'll say that much. <laughs> for certain, for certain. He gives you a certain steadiness. But like his resume includes five hundred and sub five hundred teams. They won divisions, which which it ultimately is the goal. Win division, get to the postseason, but when you're in a in a vision like the the NFC East where you have much greater competition from top to bottom than in the NFC South. 
when you've got the Eagles and the Cowboys and the Giants and and the Giants like they came they I they overperformed last year. It's going to be interesting Coaching. to see. It, yeah, the Dable, but I I think he got as much as he could out of that group. So I think Absolutely. I think that team, the Giants, is one who could look a little bit less good um, in twenty twenty three. I agree. Um, I, I agree. But yeah, coming up next on the Rise Up Seaward podcast, the best of Cardinals talking about. Let's move to the off season, free agency, and the draft. We'll talk that next on Rise Up Seaward. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We're back on the Rise of Red podcast. This is our Cardinal Stock on the Well talking to Brian Manning of Commander's Wire, talking about the Washington Commanders. The Cardinals play them in week one on the road. Um, let's talk about free agency. Um, what was, who was their, who were their impact losses? I know they lost Cole Holcomb, a pretty solid linebacker in the, in the middle of that defense. Were there any other impact losses? Taylor Heineke left and he, the offseason they wanted they wanted him back because he, he would have been a great great mentor for Sam Howell they had a good relationship and Heineke can win but the Falcons viewed him more favorably we're going to pay him a lot more than Washington so Washington pivoted to Brissett who they paid more for but Brissett is a better quarterback and honestly defensively Holcomb was a good was a solid player he missed the second half of last year and they I guess the money the Pittsburgh paid him was too rich for the blood. They like Holcomb. Holcomb's a solid player. Was I don't think he's ever going to get better. I think he is who he is. And and honestly, it, the free the free agency really, in my opinion, didn't really didn't really hurt Washington too bad. And as far as their their additions, they added two starters on the offensive line, Andrew Wiley and Nick Gates, um, who I think are upgrades. How much of an upgrade remains to be seen because they're they're still. Still some issues. The Charles Leno is at best an average left tackle. Yeah. Um, I think he gets a little bit of a bad rap too, but he is he's you he's can not, improve upon he's that. He's not bad. You can no, he's better, not bad. But, he, but he's he's definitely yeah. passable. Yeah. Where where will Wiley line up? He's gonna be the right tackle next year. He'll be the right tackle and Sam Cosby, a former second round pick, is gonna kick into right guard, who I think he's six six, three hundred and twenty pounds, very athletic. 
he has a chance to be a really good guard. He struggled with on the edge against you know the twitchy pass rushers. He's a good athlete himself, but he could really be good at guard. And the offense, Eric enemy is going to run. I think suits him. They're going to get out in space more, and and he could be really good. He's just got to stay healthy. Miss a lot of time with with different injuries. What do you think of the addition of enemy as as the offensive coordinator there? I think for Washington. You know, a lot of people say, well, want to argue about why isn't a head coach and all that. I don't know that. Um, but for Washington, I think it was a slam dunk hire. I don't know that they could have gotten anybody any better. And I think he, he has a chip on his shoulder. The the There's a lot of Washington players who play with a chip on their shoulder. I think it's a great match. And a good year by Enemy, he's putting himself in a position to be the team's next head coach. I think that's a, a very good possibility. But, you know, obviously you need, need to see a lot. The key for him is the development of Sam Howell. If he can develop Sam Howell, he he's very well could be the next head coach. Do you think that ultimately in week one it'll be Howell or Brissett who's the starter? I know Brissett, I think he signed with, with Washington with the belief that he could win that job. Week one, I'm gonna ro- I'm still gonna roll with Sam Howell. I know in the offseason that they, they watched him win in the offseason wanting Sam Howell to win the job. But they weren't going to hand it to him. And, and throughout the offseason, Howell looked good. And Brissett started kind of slow. But that was to be expected. He was learning new offense, new teammates. But when OTAs, toward the end of OTAs, Brissett was on, was on, was money. And Howell had some good and bad days. But when you're a second-year pro with one start, you're going to expect good and bad days. So yeah. heading into training camp, Howell maintains the QB1, as Rivera calls it. So he heads into training camp with the edge but he has to outplay Brissett. So Howell needs a strong camp to win the job because you know Brissett's going to deliver. So I, I'm going to go with Sam Howell for week one. I still I still think that's the way they want to go. And if you want to go that way, you're going to make every, you're going to do everything possible to make it work. In the draft, um, round one, you, you pick up a cornerback, a guy that, that many people think is underrated, uh, Emmanuel Forbes out of Mississippi State. Does he project to be a starter as a rookie? Yeah, Washington has two good starters. Washington's problem was they had nothing behind them. And Benjamin St. Juice, is, he really broke out last year in his second year, but he got hurt again. He's in, finished the first two years on injured reserve. So the commanders knew going into the offseason they needed to add another starting level corner. Forbes projects solely on the outside, and he works some inside in OTAs, but he projects outside. Kendall Fuller, who used to play outside, used to play inside, is an outside guy now. So St. Jude's at 6'3", is going to play some of the slot. So you'll see all three of them on the field together a lot, but Forbes will play, and he, I think he's going to play a lot of snaps. And that leads me to the second-round pick, Quan Martin, who's a defensive back as well. And I call him just a defensive back because – he played deep safety, he played in the box, he played slot, outside corner. He figures into the mix in the slot, too. So I think both rookies are going to play a lot um, in, in 2023. Of the other guys on that list, Ricky Stromberg, center out of Arkansas, offensive lineman Braden Daniels, Utah, guy that, that was very like, that some draft Knicks really liked with his athleticism. Uh, K.J. Henry, pass rusher out of Clemson, Chris Rodriguez running back Kentucky, Andre Jones, a pass rusher out of Louisiana. Any of those, any of those guys figure into to significant roles or even complementary roles this year, and and or are they mostly projects for the future? I think Stromberg is a future starter. Um, 
this year they're going to go with Gates because they signed Gates. I think when you have a veteran, when you have a young quarterback, you want a veteran center. And so I think Washington's going to is going to commit to Gates as a center. But Stromberg, I, I wouldn't rule him out to play this year. Um, he's a he's an intriguing guy, uh, a multi year starter in the SEC, good, really good player. And uh, da- Daniels, I think, is more of a project. But I think he is a he'll figure into the in the two deep this year. The rest of the guys, Chris Rodriguez is a guy to watch. They had a third round grade on him. Um, Scott McLuhan said he was a he had a second round grade on him. The former Washington GM. Um, uh, he's a banger, but he's an underrated receiver. They have two good backs ahead of him, but the enemy really likes him, and he's the he's the guy calling the shots on offense. So you can watch out for Chris Rodriguez and KJ Henry. I don't figure into the. They're excited about him, and I I thought it was a great selection in the fifth round. But this year you got Chase Young, Montez Sweat, James Smith Williams, Ife Obata, and Casey Tuhill all ahead of him. So uh, unless there's a hit by a ton of injuries, I don't think he's going to make a big impact this year. But he's a, he's definitely was picked for the future. Coming up next on the Res Up Red Podcast, best of Cardinals talk on the web. Let's move on and talk about the 2023 season. The Cardinals open up the season against them on the road. What is expected out of this Washington team? That's coming up next on Rise Up Red. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground. Cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chump- Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We're back on the Rise of Sea Red podcast. The best of our Cardinals talk on the web. Looking ahead to this season. Washington projections you probably look at them and and see you know you're probably not of the caliber of the eagles probably not at the the expectations of the cowboys and then you see the the giants who were who were solid last season what what is the reasonable expectation for washington entering this season where it looks like they like right now they're projected to be a last place team i think uh, so much depends on on sam Howell. I'll, um if you're just looking at this from a uh, and you don't and you haven't seen the team much and you just look at it and say well they're going with a guy who's a fifth round pick who's got one start they're going to lose 14 games I, I I think Sam Howe is a really talented guy and 
I, I watched him three years in college, uh, and and I really liked him. And I, I was surprised that he fell in the draft. And a lot of his issues was was mechanics, footwork, things like that. Something he's worked really hard on. Big time arm, good athlete. They they don't need Sam Howell to be Patrick Mahomes, and and he's not going to be obviously. But he don't need him to be him in the BNM office. What they need him to do is be better than Carson Wentz, be better than Taylor Heineke, <laughs> be better than Alex late career Alex Smith, be better than than Haskins, be better than I mean, a lot of the guys who've been under center for them in the last four or five years. And that's not a high bar. So <laughs> no, if he can if he can play average to above average, which with their weapons around him, I truly I, I really think he can. And I think this team. I think they're a play. I think they can be a playoff team, a wild card, obviously, because they're they will be nowhere close. Even though they beat the Eagles last year, they're not gonna they're not gonna overtake them for the division. They're not they're not that good, and and they're probably not as good as Dallas, although they can beat Dallas. Um, I, I see them in the Giants anywhere in that seven to nine win range. Um, and but like I said, if it's if it's up to if Sam Howell is is it is what they they think he can be, and what I think he can be is. They could win nine or ten games. I, I wouldn't predict that. I still think it's more of a, a seven eight win team. Just a typical run Rivera team. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's hard to bet against a seven or eight win team when it's Ron Rivera. Um, if it, assuming, so let's take injury out of the question. But what do you think their floor is if things don't go as planned? If if Howell ends up getting benched for for Brissett. They, things don't go as well. What do you think their floor is? If the, their floor, and this may surprise some, um, when we said that they think it can win eight. And I guess I think their their floor obviously could be three wins. You never know. But the drop off with Howard Brissett isn't going to be like dropping off from um, Patrick Mahomes to Chad Henney. I mean, it's like Brissett's a winner in this league. He's won a lot of games. He's played a lot of games. So. He can keep if the defense continues what it did last year, and they get moderate productivity from the offense. And Bursette is proven to be as effective, if not better, than anybody Washington started last year. They can win six, seven games with Bursette. So I don't think they're going to be a three-win team, no matter what happens with the quarterback position. The quarterback position is going to determine where they go, but. I think the floor is a is a five six win team probably the ceiling's a nine ten win team so you're just there's a lot to play with a lot of a lot of things happen yeah. there but the defense is good enough to to win games for this team and as you look at so you look at that week one battle I don't want to make predictions but the perception of the Cardinals entering this season obviously they're projected to be one of the worst teams in the league but what is the feeling of that opener is that Cardinals game um, like definite win expected win or a hopeful win I, i'm not gonna say i'm not gonna i'm not gonna ask the question for anybody uh maybe a loss <laughs> no no one's gonna project a loss against the Cardinals. it could happen but but what what is kind of the view of that season opening game well when you when you followed washington for a long time you'll know that don't ever think anybody is an expected win because uh you will get you will will get um um i'm not gonna say surprised because it wouldn't be a surprise but in all honesty i think washington the, the biggest thing i expect that game i expect a packed out fedex field because daniel snyder is no longer the owner. there's gonna be a lot of energy in the stadium and the, and the players will feel that energy i think it could be a good game for washington to open week one and i honestly think that's why they scheduled that game 
for, for Washington in week one. I think I don't think they wanted they wanted a team who doesn't have a big traveling fan base like the Cowboys, the Eagles to take over FedEx Field. They wanted a team with not so much of a national <laughs> following so they could encourage Washington fans to pack out FedEx Field with with a new owner. That was that's the goal, I think. So that, I think that hopes are high for Week One for for Washington. Well, and and on top of that, while well, Kyler Murray said yesterday he's he, on a video that they're going to put out today, he's targeting Week One. He's not going to be he's he's getting Cardinals fans excited because he's like the goal is obviously Week One. There's no way he's going to be there, so it's going to be Colt McCoy. It's going to be Colt McCoy against against Washington there on the road and against a very juiced up FedEx Field for sure. Um, and that's one of those things like in, in betting terms, I always, especially a home opener, I give extra juice to a, to a home team. Even as if they're an underdog home team, I give them extra juice because, you know, all that off season, the buildup, it's their first game at home. Even if it's week one or week two, um, that energy in the stadium brings something extra for the players on the field, even for a bad team. So I expect Washington to again, especially in that game in, against this team, They've got that great defensive front. Um, I think it's going to be it's going to be tough sledding for the Cardinals in that first game. I I for me it's a it's an expected loss in that game, but it's it's more of a well, actually I'd say it's more of a likely loss than expected loss. There there are several games on the Cardinals schedule I consider no chance games, and Washington is not a no chance game. It's but with Colt McCoy. Probably, <laughs> even though, like yeah, uh, you guys love Colt McCoy over there, who's very solid. But you guys yeah. know what Colt McCoy is; he's limited. Like keep and things on schedule. He he's capable. He he's as capable as some of the quarterbacks y'all have had. But yes. don't don't get off schedule because he can't bring you back. He's better than a lot of quarterbacks we had <laughs> there in Washington, and and Jay Gruden loved him. And, and I think if Jay Gruden would have had his way back in 2015, it would not have been Robert Griffin. It would have not have been Kirk Cousins. It would have been Colt McCoy. But That's crazy. He had to pick anybody. Basically, for Gruden at the time, it was anybody but RG3. So, And he liked Cousins. So he said, if I, I can't have Colt, I want Cousins because I don't want RG3. So and that, that's kind of how Cousins became a, the greatest contract guy ever. <laughs> so... um yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to think uh, the the great Kirk Cousins affair began in Washington. Pretty good quarterback with a pretty good career, but you're like, is he good? You look at his numbers, like he must be good. But then you watch him playing, you're yeah. like, is he good? You know, Washington <laughs> Washington fans. You, I talk about that toxic fan base. A lot of it began when it was the Kirk Cousins RG three stuff because. You had a half the fan base loved Kirk, half the fan base loved oh, RG3. You saw, you saw that first season with Griffin. It was yeah. special. And yeah. then the injury, but then it was, it, he was never the same, and they didn't believe yeah. him in the same way. And then he was went off and got the coaches fired. And, and you know, as Cousins, whether someone at or not, Cousins is the best quarterback Washington's had in a long time. Does that mean he's great? No, but um, he, is, he is the best quarterback Washington's had in a long time. And, I, and as much as some don't want to uh, – admit that it is true yeah thank you thank you brian for coming on for the show that wraps this edition of the rise up sea red podcast not so you can find brian's work at commander's war is there anywhere else that fans can find your work and social media type things if you're looking if by chance one of the listeners of cardinals fans is looking for commander's content how can they how can they find you 
Uh, you, you follow us just to look, look for Commander's Wire on Twitter, and you can follow me on Twitter at Brian, B-R-Y-A-N-D, Manning. And that's about it. You, you, you moved over to Threads yet? At least attempted? No, I haven't. <laughs> have, have you? I, I opened an account. But it looks like Twitter's starting to work better. The first few days, when when you're on, like my son was on Twitter for ten minutes and then got got rate limited, he's like, "What the heck?" So I opened an account. I've not posted anything yet, but honestly, that's one too many for me. It's, it's me, same. Unless unless you can automate it, no, I can't do it. Like it's there. So if Twitter dies, I'm already there. But Twitter's still my favorite. It it always yeah, has I, been. I, 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 I'm a fan of Twitter too. I know a lot of people. It's it's a lot of like, like we said toxicity with everything on Twitter, whether it's politics, anything. And just used to, to be fo- a way to get just stick yeah, to used, football. That's all I yeah, do. I follow I follow it for too. news and sports. That's and that's, a few and a few nonsense because I have a few friends that I met on Twitter. Just a few yeah. funny stuff. But basically, it's 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 football. It's it's and for me, it was more of an escape than it was to go on there and have to hear people telling me who they voted for, who they hate. <laughs> Come on, let's just enjoy some football and and make each other laugh and, you know. All right, man. Brian, thank you so much for your time. That's it for this edition of the show. We should be back. Unless this is the last show that that I release of the series, then you can expect another show tomorrow with another one of the NFC East shows coming. And with that, thanks, Brian, for being on. I'm Jess Root. That's Brian Manning. Thanks for listening as always. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus thanks for listening to the latest edition of the rise up sea red podcast listen to previous episodes and subscribe to the show on apple podcasts stitcher radio audioboom or many other podcast platforms so shows are delivered directly to your mobile device. Please give the show a five-star rating and always support the sponsors who support the show. We'll be back soon for the best hour of Cardinals talk on the web. Rise up Red Sea, be Red Sea Red, and of course, rise up Sea Red. Sea Red.